When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This weekend left a lot to be desired in terms of matchups in college football. We didn't have a single top 25 matchup where both teams are ranked in the top 25. This week... This weekend's a whole different story, and one now, of the you and I were at a game that it felt like. Oh yeah, that should have been a top twenty-five. 25. Yeah, I well, mean, it, it was. Woo. Well, and and the Gators now are in that conversation, right? So it all what what one week can do in terms of the rankings, but Colorado at Oregon—that's going to be one of your biggest matchups this coming Saturday. Nineteenth ranked Colorado, tenth ranked Oregon. They will kick things off Saturday at three thirty p.m. Eastern. All the talk, even though Oregon is the higher ranked team and frankly should be the better team in this matchup, all the talk's going to be about these Colorado Buffaloes. It is the Deion Sanders effect. Is frankly like maybe nothing else I've seen before in college football. Everyone's talking about these guys. Everyone. I talked to a guy at Caesar Sportsbook, and he said that Colorado right now is the most played team in professional sports. And they're not a professional football team. Right. (laughs) That's insane. They are writing more tickets in Vegas on Colorado to win games than any NFL team. Let that sink in. Normally, an NFL team will get eight to ten times the amount of action in the, in, the, in the marquee window, the marquee matchup, than any college football team. And Colorado's dwarfing it. And they got their butts handed to them in Vegas when they had Nebraska as only a three-point dog. Then they made it back last week when they had Colorado as a 24-point favorite against Colorado State. The game goes to two OTs. This week, Oregon is a 21-point favorite. Woo! It's Bet amazing. Till your damn hands bleed. Give me the over on Oregon points scored at 45. We were on our, our college football Zoom with our crew today. We've got UCLA, Utah. And Kelly Stoffer, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback, said he would be amazed if Oregon didn't hang 60 on Colorado. Give me the over points scored by Oregon. And I'm close to laying the 21 against Colorado. But here's what's crazy, to your point. Because look, you look at the next two weeks for Colorado. Going to Autzen, it's just, I don't know if you've ever been there. I mean, it gets cannibalistic. It's a great atmosphere. Then you have USC and Caleb Williams coming to Colorado next week. Reality's about to hit hard. But no matter what, it does, but right now, in the moment, it doesn't matter. I was on this morning in Matlack's country, Ryan Matlack, our associate producer, on first up, 1050 Toronto. That's what happens yeah, when Matlack's yeah. running uh, the board. I know, I know. There he goes. I mean, he, gets so, <laughs> he gets so excited. I mean, there's all kinds of movement, right, when you start talking Canada. But anyway, so, and I asked these guys, they asked me about Colorado. And I said, let me ask you guys a question. How big... How big of a story right now in Toronto, Canada, is Colorado? 
They said it's huge. There are watch parties. These dudes on first up on 1050 Toronto, right? TSN, I mean, they're going, man, we're staying. They were were livid that it was a 10 o'clock Eastern kick. Why wasn't it 7? They're staying up to watch Colorado football in Canada. I said, let me ask you guys a question. What's a bigger story right now? Kirby Smart in Georgia, the two-time defending champs having to come back against South Kakalaki down 14-3, the troubles Nick Saban is having at Alabama or Colorado. They said, uh, we don't know what the hell's going on at Alabama. We, uh, we don't care. Don't doesn't matter. There are people walking around Toronto in Colorado Buffalo unis. That is insane, Amber. Look, you're laughing right now. I'm, I'm, I, I can't make this up. I was at, I was interviewing the dudes that were interviewing me. I, I was in awe as to how big this has gotten, not just here, but north of the border. Put down the poutine, Ryan Matlack. I don't even know if I if I said that right. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. There you put go. down the Labatt's, right? Let's go that route, right? Let's put down the Labatt's blue. Tim Hortons. You reference there, Tim. We'll just Tim throw Hortons. out. Just start saying can- Canadian things. Canadian Tire. Maple Leafs. <laughs> Let's just go. Uh, so Maple syrup. There, there you go. Everything maple. Uh, awesome, now, now we are. Wow, we are way off the rails here. Uh, so, but that's the power of it, Amber. It's crazy. you mentioned, right? You mentioned. Oh, Matt, oh, gosh, you mentioned. You mentioned there. Nick Saban not being more of a story. James Steele now is standing up with his hand over his heart when he's not Canadian. Now, Matt Lack is as well. They are observing the Canadian national anthem and having their moment. Canada's all in on the Colorado Buffaloes. Nick Saban's out here praising Deion Sanders in the press. I think part of it is Nick Saban being so thankful to Deion Sanders because you're right. That is the story. Not Alabama struggling against USF for a half. Not that Bama looks like a team that might not make That's a postseason in college good. football. It looks like a shell of itself. Not that Nick Saban has three quarterbacks, which means he doesn't have one quarterback. None of that is being talked about. We're not even talking a ton about a coach in his 70s looking towards retirement now when it feels like his dynasty Who? is maybe over in Nick Saban. Uh, he ain't looking for, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Now, now, uh, now, 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 now I'm going to tell you to tap the brakes because he ain't looking toward retirement. Uh, the, no, no, no. The no, point no, no, is, no, no. well, he doesn't have to, too, no. because Dion is going to take all the pressure off of him. <laughs> so I, he's I out here praising Dion. He said, point. He said, quote, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Deion Sanders. He's a great person, done a great job, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say their team is playing well on that field. They play with discipline. They do a good job executing. They've been able to score points, playing decent on defense. All those things to me are indicators that he is a really good coach. So Saban's out here praising Deion Sanders as well. Everyone's in. I agree with your point. Not, I do not agree with your point that Saban is looking toward retirement. That ain't well, I just threw that yeah. out there because yeah. that would be more of a storyline at this point. But I do agree with you that a lot of people around college football, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, right now Nick Saban, Alabama. Loving this. It's Yeah. It's all about Dion in Colorado and not the struggles they're having. Now, Florida State going to Clemson this weekend, as you pointed out, and you are spot on. This is an a, a insane weekend. I hope you change the baby's diapers, who, whether your mom or dad. I hope you got the yard work done. I mean, I, I, I hope you painted a room that needed painting or whatever, whatever you had to do, 
last Saturday to get a pass this Saturday mean because it doesn't get much better in college football. This is we've got what seven top twenty-five matchups. I'm including Florida State Clemson because they're ranked in the coaches poll, not in the AP. It's going to be naughty. But to your point, Dion has gotten so much attention that I'll, there are other coaches and teams that are able to right now, which traditionally would not fly under the radar, that are kind of flying under the radar, ha- trying to get some things right, like Clemson, like Alabama. And that is what's crazy about what's going on in Colorado. And I'm telling you, without Travis Hunter, Oregon, I'm waiting on that number to come off 21. It will because of the amount of volume that's going to be bet on Colorado. And then when that when a number comes off 21, I will bet to my hands bleed. We're 12-8 and eight on the season against the number. 4-3 and three last weekend. I will hammer Oregon, and I already bet the Oregon point total over 45. Just a few games in, Colorado has already won. They've won the entire season. The athletic director has won the hire. The boosters have won the hire. The university has won. Everybody's winning in Colorado. They've sold out every game, Amber. They've sold out every game. He could practically lose out the rest of the season. It doesn't matter. Like, they already won. Also, tremendously exceeded their win total from last season, but they won with all this attention. They won from every perspective that you can have on this program. He, I wonder though, does it change if Colorado loses to or Oregon blows out Colorado? You see USC do the same thing, right? You see like, is there going to be a point where the attention subsides a little bit? The winning for the program won't have changed. They still will have won by hiring Deion Sanders. It will be all good. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't matter what games he loses from here on out. But I do wonder just in terms of the attention and the star power. And, you know, is Nick Saban not going to be able to fly under the radar anymore (laughs) when Deion Sanders starts losing games and maybe the buffs fall a little out of the headlines? That's a great point. And, look, I expect Alabama to beat Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin is just chirping away. And and we all love him for it, you know, bringing up all the ties to Bama, his time at Bama. Pete Golding being the former defensive coordinator at Bama. Now he's at Ole Miss. We we can go on down the list of things that are being thrown into this remarkable rivalry at 3.30 Eastern on CBS, you know, coming up between Alabama and Ole Miss. And I expect Alabama to win the game. I really do, you know. That, that right, number, save, all, save all that. You're supposed to save all that because we have to do all of these big college will, football but, matchups but, next. But, <laughs> but, to your, but to your point, to your point, right? When Dion does lose, and it's gonna, I think he loses this weekend, and then next weekend against USC, mm-hmm. you bring up an outstanding point, and that is the attention on some of these programs, whether it's Clemson or Bama, if they don't win this weekend – then, yes, the spotlight will flip onto them. You are spot on. Yeah, at some point, we'll just start talking a little less about Colorado, and that'll leave us room to talk about some of these other programs. So I think right now, Dion has been helping that conversation, but it's going to be tough settling for the Buffaloes moving forward. Oregon this weekend, USC the next weekend, as we mentioned, UCLA a couple weeks after that, Oregon State after that, Washington State, Utah to round out that schedule. They are seeing a lot of ranked teams here through the remainder of the season. Coming up next on Amber and Ian, we mentioned that Ole Miss-Bama game. There are a lot of monster matchups around college football coming up on Saturday. We will get into some of those. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Big, big time action in college football this weekend. A plethora of top 25 matchups. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Ian Fitzsimmons will be on the field, on the call for UCLA, Utah this weekend. That is a 22, 22nd ranked team against a 11th ranked team. 3.30 p.m. kickoff right here on ESPN oh, Radio. Just, you can go. listen to them. Uh, I know you're obviously you're not you're going to keep it professional, okay? You're not going to give us a prediction for this game, but just give us quickly one thing we should be watching for. Well, Kyle Whittingham, we'll hear and we'll hear from the head, the head coach of the Utah Utes in a bit. He told me that tomorrow they will decide whether Cam Rising not not their not his decision, but the the surgeon that did the ACL procedure on Cam Rising, their outstanding quarterback at Utah who tore his ACL. In my opinion, and Kelly Stoffer called this, we had him in the Pac-12 title game, and he thinks he partially tore the ACL in the third quarter against USC, played through it. Then in the Rose Bowl, fully tore the ACL, uh, which is insane, and that shows you the toughness of this young man. We'll find out tomorrow if he's playing. Um, but even if he isn't, this Utah defense is just, it, they're they're naughty. I mean, they're they're... They're stalking folks, sideline to sideline. So I, I can't wait. And Dante Moore, you know, the freshman quarterback at, you know, at, at at UCLA is playing outstanding. And they got three running backs led by Carson Steele, averaging over eight yards a carry. I can't wait for this one. The Wasatch Front and Rice Eccles, that's as good a setting and, and seen with the, the snow-capped mountains in the background, Amber, as you're going to get in college football. It's awesome. I can't wait. You heard Ian mention it. We will have the head coach of Utah coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Let's get to some of the uh, some of these other big time music, matchups. Matt Black. Let's go Come for on. for my my biggest matchup this weekend, at least in my opinion. Ole Miss, Alabama, fifteenth ranked Ole Miss, thirteenth ranked Alabama. Only one of those teams is undefeated though, and it ain't the one that's ranked higher. <laughs> it's Ole Miss coming into this matchup three and zero. Bama coming into this matchup. Two and one. How do you see this one going, Ian Fitzsimmons? Sports hate right here. I mean, without a doubt, uh, there's you know Lane Kiffin talking a ton and chirping at, at Nick Saban. Uh, you know, but bringing back Jalen Milrow, they've gone through three different quarterbacks. But it's not just the quarterback that's a problem here at, at Alabama. When he, like McClellan, who is a 230 pound running back, has a corner blitz and he has an Olay block on him and gets your quarterback rocked. That's not on the quarterback. The O-line's got to be better. The backs have to be better on, on blitz pickup. And, you know, 
I think I, I look. I, I'm just a, just a believer in that culture at Alabama, and a lot of people are on Ole Miss right now. America is backing Ole Miss, and you know me, Amber. When that happens, I go the other way. I like Bama in this bad boy. I'm not going to go bet to your hands bleed yet. We'll talk about that on Friday. But right now, I mean, I'm leaning toward Alabama laying the six and a half. I just think they come out hell bent. When I was on SEC this morning, the other morning, those guys asked me, could this be the year that Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, they get it done here against Nick Saban? Obviously, there are storylines all over this matchup, which Ooh. is another reason that I think that this is the most interesting matchup of the weekend on a weekend with a whole lot of great matchups. Cole Kubrick agrees with you. Right. He, he chose this one. Remember when we talked to him on Monday, he chose this one over Notre Dame, Ohio State. He's yeah. with you. Yep, and a lot of people would have been choosing that one, of course. But this one has a lot of drama in the storylines. Also, though, I just think that the way that Ole Miss has looked through these first three games, I mean, they are a credible offensive threat. They've got really good you know, skill position players. I just it, it, The way that Bama has looked, how discombobulated it has looked, we saw Ty Simpson wasn't the answer. We know Tyler Buckner is not the answer. He's going back to Jalen Milrow. Why? Because Jalen Milrow stood on the sidelines while those other two guys coughed it up against USF. Not because Jalen Milrow himself proved to be anything particularly special for this Bama offense and his ability to run it. So I just have a hard time with this Bama team. I feel better about this Ole Miss team, but that makes me nervous, which is what I said to those guys when they asked me on SEC this morning, because yes, like theoretically speaking, I want to choose Ole Miss. It's kind of like what you just said, though, when the whole country is going one way. For me, it's just simply betting against Nick Saban. That scares the living daylights out of me. I agree with you. And why did Nick Saban at his press conference yesterday talk about Jalen Milrow being the starter here's what the head coach of Bama said you know from a quarterback standpoint this is all I'm going to say about this Jalen really showed the leadership that I was looking for you know during the game in terms of supporting his teammates and doing the things he needed to do he's had the opportunity to play so as the other guys Jalen played the best of all those guys and uh, so I think he's earned the opportunity to be the quarterback you know he's played the best of the quarterbacks and that's the way it is right now I mean, what a bunch of bullpucky. Like, he earned, yeah, I'm sorry, but that is the most coachiest of the speaks. I understand that he's trying to instill confidence in his guy. Jalen did all the right things. I mean, he stood on the sideline. He clapped. Great. Good job, yeah, Jalen. But you know what? The problem is a, the other two guys sucked, Saban. That's what you aren't saying. They did. He su- they sucked. They didn't take the job away from Jalen Milrow, who also isn't that great. You were hoping one of those guys was going to step up, and, and it didn't happen. But I've seen a lot of guys get benched that pout and then hit the portal. Milro didn't. I understand from a character standpoint what Nick Saban is saying. <laughs> the bar is, I mean, goodness, the bar is low. All right, let's move on to one of these other matchups. Let's talk about Ohio State, Notre Dame. This is a monster one, ninth-ranked Notre Dame, sixth-ranked Ohio State, prime time, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. Give it to me, Ian. What you got? This one, to me, is an almost an elimination game from the college football playoff of Notre Dame. Why? They don't have a conference title game for that, for that added metric. Ohio State does. So if Ohio State loses this game in a close game, they still have enough meat left on the bone with a Penn State, with a Michigan, right? And then even an undefeated Maryland right now. But you also have that, that, Big, 12, that Big Ten title game as the added metric. Uh, against another probably top 10 team or, or at least top 15 team 
to go ahead and give you that extra data point where Notre Dame does not. So Notre Dame has to have this one. Ohio State can, in my opinion, at least come back. If it's close, make a run toward that college football playoff. That will be the game that a lot of people are keying in on. But again, so much action coming up. FSU Clemson. This is the game that is not a top 25 matchup in the AP poll anyways, because Clemson's not ranked, but you're considering it a top 25. They are ranked in the coaches poll. What interests you about this one? One, I'm going to go ahead and give a pass to Florida State for last week against Boston College. That's a red bandana game. You know, and if you don't know what the red bandana game is, I mean, just go Google uh, 9-11. You know, I mean, Wells is just a, a remarkable, remarkable person that lost his life saving lives. So I, I'm, Boston College always rises up the red bandana game. And it was inclement weather. I saw Florida State in person. They're hunting right now. And, and I mean, they are, they are really good. But Dabo Sweeney and his guys, everyone's writing them off. Don't do it yet. One reason, Vegas says so. This is a low number, Amber, a very low number, only two and a half. Florida State, only a two and a half point favorite. Be very, very careful here, Knowles. Clemson dropped the opener, the home opener against unranked Duke. They did recover after that. Good football team. Right. Well, here's the (laughs) thing, though. There's a good team, man. They're good. It's Clemson. And people are writing them off. But this is what they have to play for, right? At this point, you know, this would be the statement. This is, you know, not necessarily a bounce back after losing to an unranked team, but somewhat of a bounce back statement like, hey, we're still here. Don't count us out. And you certainly can't count us out in the ACC. So this would go a long way towards that for Clemson. A monster, monster weekend all across the world of college football. We will all be tuned in all day. Buckle up Saturday right in front of your TV. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keep talking about the slate of college football games this weekend because, boy, is it a monster. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. UCLA, Utah, 3.30 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Ian Fitzsimmons will be on the call. You can listen to that game right here on ESPN Radio. The coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern. Ian had an opportunity to sit down with the head coach of Utah, Kyle Whittingham, earlier. Coach, I always enjoy catching up with you, especially off air. Uh, we've known each other a long, long time. And I didn't know this about you. Before we get into ball and, and for this massive top 25 matchup, UCLA coming to Rice-Eccles Stadium, I had no idea you love Tex-Mex as much as you do. So is that like a pregame meal for you? Do you have a routine where you eat the same thing the night before a game or the morning of a game? No, I'm not that guy, but I certainly enjoy uh, Mexican food. And we got some great spots here in Salt Lake City, and and uh, that's always been a favorite of mine. Between Mexican and Italian, that uh, that's my go-to. How in the heck do you stay so in shape? <laughs> 
I work I work out so I can eat. That's that's the whole point of working out. So <laughs> like uh, Herb Street, I, you run to eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and it's hard to, it's hard to outwork a, a, a bad diet, but uh, I try. You do it. You do it extraordinarily well. Um, and so <laughs> uh, before again, uh, it, I love the, the the away from football conversations with you. So if you're going into a Mexican restaurant. Have you already made up your mind? You're going enchilada, you're going tacos, you're going burrito. I mean, have you are you already set, or is it a game time decision? More, I'm already set. That's uh, you know, I got a hankering for something, and and I know right which one to go to for that specific item, and and uh, so I'd say that that I have a game plan going in, uh, as you always do in every walk of life. So <laughs> right now, but if if you're in a pinch and you could go last meal, what is it? That's Mexican food. Just just an array of uh, just chili, chili rellenos, chili rellenos, tamales, enchiladas, uh, <laughs> you know, shredded beef tacos. I mean, it's just a spread of uh, of all the above. Lay it all out in front of you and just go ahead and get in a three point stance and fire off an attack. I absolutely love <laughs> get it. after it. Get <laughs> Kyle, after it. Yeah, Kyle Whittingham, head coach of one of the best teams in college football, the Utah Utes, here with us on ESPN Radio. We'll have the call with Mark Kestis here on the former Seattle Seahawk and Colorado State Ram. Kelly Stoffer on the play-by-play in the color. And, Coach, let's get into it. Uh, the biggest perform- the difference, the biggest difference you've seen in your team from before week one against Florida to what you see right now? Oh, that's a tough question. I would say that we've been pretty consistent throughout the three games. Uh, there really hasn't been many peaks and valleys. Uh, we've we've been uh, pretty steady. Um you know, the, we're still waiting on our quarterback. You know, we're waiting on Cam Rising, and hopefully, this is the week that he gets cleared. We'll we'll find out. But uh, in his absence, Nate Johnson did a really nice job this past week, and then Nate and uh, Bryson Barnes combined the, the first couple weeks. But but uh, I think we're yeah you know, we're taking steps forward as a team. I don't see anything that that was a glaring weakness that uh, needed to be fixed. And and uh, you know, we're just trying to be that team that gets better throughout the entire season. I think if you want to be a really good team, that is an absolute requisite is to take a step forward every single week in some capacity. You mentioned your quarterback, Cam Rising. He's been on your leadership council since he got to Salt Lake City, uh, transferring over from Texas and just being around him the last couple of years. He's a remarkable leader of men. When will that decision be made as to whether we do or do not see him against UCLA and just what he's meant to your, to, to your organization? Well, from the medical staff, I'm understanding that they'll make that decision on Thursday, and so uh, keeping my fingers crossed. And and uh, you know, Cam's been practicing with us, uh, you know, for the last several weeks. Um, he is now, you know, well, as of last week, he was completely unrestricted in practice, other than getting hit, which we don't hit our quarterback in practice anyway, particularly during season. And so we'll see how he responds to practice today and tomorrow and uh, with a full load. And uh, like I said, the medical staff will do an evaluation on Thursday, and we'll see where we're at. How much of a concern with a guy like Cam is a rust factor? You know, with a guy like him, it's probably less than maybe anybody else. But still, there is it still creeps into the equation. And, and uh, you know, he hasn't... Uh, you know, played for for quite a while, missed entire spring ball, and so he hasn't been in that competitive arena for for a while. But but if there's anybody that can handle that and, and uh, you know get up to speed real quickly, it's it's Cam Rising. 
Kyle Whittingham, head coach of the Utah Utes. They got a top 25 tilt at Rice-Eccles. 1.30 Mountain Time kick, 3.30 Eastern. And Rice-Eccles, well, you, you better bring your hard hat, folks, because that joint, it'll rattle your teeth, uh, the fillings in your teeth loose. It gets as rowdy as any atmosphere in college football. And if you can, with that south end zone now being closed, and, and the must is one of the more underrated, underappreciated student sections in all of college football, what is that environment like for people who've never been? That's great. It's uh, you know it's not the biggest stadium. We're about fifty-one-five. I think we've squozed in about fifty-four uh, a time or two there. You know, with standing room only. But but uh, it is uh, a great home field advantage. The Mus, as you mentioned, one of the best, if not the best, student sections in the country. Uh, I believe they're seven thousand strong this year, and and uh, you know essentially they take up every ticket that we could allocate to them. And right now we've bumped that up to to seven thousand, and and uh, it's a great home field advantage. And uh, you know just ask people that have played there and it's a you know it's a very difficult place to play for the opponent and your defense feeds off that group and I mean I'm looking at guys that I feel like they've been there forever I mean Cole Bishop is he like a 17th year senior I thought that guy was going <laughs> to declare last year and your safety is, is still swapping paint here for you when you have guys like that and Luther Ellis's son Jonah Ellis and and you know, I call him Little Barton right because his older brother is in the National Football League but you have so many guys that have been there for a while I mean what does that mean when you have that kind of a core that has really gelled over time well, it brings stability to the football team, and we we do have a lot of guys that have been in this program for several years, as you mentioned, and and they know our culture, and uh, they know what the expectations are, and and that makes it uh, very easy for the transition of the uh, the new guys into the program. You know, the portal guys and the high school guys to understand that, hey, this is how we do things, and you'll become us. We will not become you. You will become us, and the and the older players in the program do a great job of uh, instilling that. Elaborate on that. You will become us. You, we will not become you. We have a certain standard that we adhere to here. We, you know, from a work ethic standpoint, from an accountability standpoint, uh, and you know, you got to live up to that. The standard is the standard. That's another phrase that we use here a lot. And, and uh, you will measure up to that standard. You're not going to be here very long. And so that's that's uh, woven into the fabric of our culture. And and uh, like I said, you got to have great buy-in from your players. Uh, or that's not going to work. And our, our guys that have been around this program do have a great deal of buy-in. And, and it's not just the current guys. I mean, every time I'm on campus, you run into an Eric Weddle or Alex Smith is shooting somebody a text. You know, Morgan Scally is is the rising star. Not even rising. He is a star, your defensive coordinator, that starred at safety for you. What, what does that mean to a program when you have names like that still attached and still have a true passion for the program? Well, I think it means a few things. First and foremost, that uh, those guys had a great experience during their time here, and they want to stay connected. And uh, we've had some really uh, experienced coaches come through here and, and uh, coach for us for for a period of time. And and one thing that's consistent with those guys is they're amazed at the connection that we do have with the former players. These guys have been uh, these coaches have been a lot of good places, and they say nowhere that they have been uh, has the connection and the and the uh, desire of the former players to want to stay involved and and want to stay a part of things so that uh you know that that makes you feel like maybe you're doing a few you know a few things right and and uh making sure your guys uh leave this program with a, with a good taste in their mouth he's head coach of the back-to-back reigning pac-12 champs the utah utes kyle whittingham joining us here on espn radio all right let's get into ucla what jumps out to you especially on the offensive side you being a, a defensive-minded head coach who started linebacker at byu i know that's we don't mention that school every now and then but i know you used to have the connection there coach um what is 
What stands out to you when you watch this freshman quarterback and Dante Moore and also you know the Ball State transfer running back in Carson Steele? Yeah, well, the explosive. That's that's the thing that jumps out at you on tape, and and particularly in this last game, I think they scored thirty five points in one quarter, and uh, the freshman quarterback to whom they it seems as though they're completely committing to him. I know the Garbers kid had some time uh, as well this season, but but Dante Moore, it reminds me of the same uh, path that they were on with. Uh, DVR, you know, or DTR. I'm sorry. What's DVR? That's a piece of video yeah. equipment. You dated yourself. Those, anyway. those aren't around anymore, Coach. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Thompson Robinson kid, uh, who they they committed to as a freshman, and and there is a little bit of a learning curve and some growing pains when you do that. But but uh, it seems like Dante Moore is in that same mold. Not quite the runner that DTR was, but but uh, tremendous talent. And uh, you know Chip is uh, seemingly uh, gone with him, and and you know he's going to be the guy. And and uh, like I said, he's a he's a guy that's got a ton of upside. Coach, can't wait to see you guys swap paint. Two iconic logos getting after the rice cycles. Can't wait to be a part of that phone of the call with Kesty and Kelly right here on ESPN Radio. Can't wait to see you, Coach. Keep them healthy. We'll see you on Saturday. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Good to visit. Love that guy. Dude, Amber, he is just a, a typical alpha, unbelievable head coach, a former linebacker, now coaching ball. And his defense, they are sideline to sideline and stalking dudes. So when you when you look at this matchup, I'm telling you, Dante Moore is not a typical true freshman quarterback at UCLA. They've got three running backs that average over eight yards a carry and – yeah, that defense, it's going to be phenomenal. And that is one of the more underrated venues in all of college football. UCLA, Utah, that begins a gauntlet of Pac-12 play. Think about it. You have eight ranked teams in the Pac-12 that has been eviscerated. And right now, that's the first one at 130 Mountain, 330 Eastern. When you look at the slate coming up on Saturday, that's the one that begins a remarkable gauntlet in Pac-12 play where they may just eat each other like you know, like, like you're eating young. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. Can't wait to be a part of it. With Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Your turn to weigh in. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Whatever you want to talk about, it's caller roulette. Whatever's on your mind, bring it on right here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Back here on Amber and Ian, find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save, 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. We always love when you join the conversation here on Amber and Ian. How are my girls doing? Every time you mention social media, I think of my girls running an Instagram account that has my name on it. Mm-hmm. It's like my I, I don't I didn't even know I had an Instagram account. You guys are on it. I don't even look at it. I have no control over it. How are they doing? Uh, they're doing excellent. Uh, by the way, if you want to join the conversation here, we're about to play some caller roulette. Triple eight, say ESPN. Bring us your hottest takes. Anything you got? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your name on Instagram is is a little different, right? Than your Twitter handle. It's Ian. Fitzsimmons ESPN as opposed no to just Ian Fitz go. ESPN. So on Twitter at Ian Fitz, 
uh, ESPN on Instagram. Are they on embarrassing the, gram, the ball club? The I mean, how are we doing? Are we good? No, they're great. I'm pulling it up right now. They're posting on your story. Apparently, you emceed uh, an event uh, for a very good cause in Dallas yesterday. So I learned that from uh, your story. Playoff. College Football Playoff Foundation. They posted that. There you go. They go to they my phone when they take all these videos and pictures, right? And then they just mm-hmm. grab my phone and they have me like take a bunch of photos or whatnot and that was with Tim Brown, a good friend of ours, NFL Hall of Famer. He was there yesterday. Uh, speaking right, of grabbing know. phones, okay. I mean, that's bold that you just let your kids yeah, here, take grab it. your phone, just just take it. Uh, we just saw a coach in oh, hockey, nudies on there. Mike I mean, Babcock, get fired. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you have a wife, you know, maybe maybe you and your wife. Easy, are, cowgirl. You know, oh, honey, nuts. Saying. Hell no. <laughs> Keep it spicy after all these. How long have you been you been married? Well, it's Ian Tabasco Simmons. involved, but not on the phone. <laughs> How long have you been married? Twenty years coming Woo, up in November. Years. Look at that! Congratulations to the Fitzsimmons. Hey, let's not jinx it, all right? We got to get to November before twenty, right? I mean, I hold on, now. I ain't handing anyone my phone. And Mike Babcock, apparently, as the head coach oh, of Lord. the Columbus Blue Jackets, Segway. wanted players to do just that he was asking players to show him the photos in their phone because he felt like it was a team building activity like a get to know you activity and it didn't exactly fly with gen z no and he got that's my squad first of all amber i don't know if you knew that but i'm I'm a cbj (laughs) fan and i was there with ron tugnut you know between the pipes you know back in oh one when he actually got like 8% of the presidential vote in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a true story. <laughs> you know, Kevin Deneen, Jody Shelley, you know, I mean, you know, you know Tyler Wright, the Roadrunner. I mean, those were my guys. And I, I'm a diehard Blue Jackets fan. And for, for Babcock to not even coach a game because he, he wanted to get to know his players or whatever and ask them when he came in his office to, let me see your phone. He was putting up the pictures on a big screen on the smart TV or whatever. And I guess it, to some cross the line and he gets canned, gone. I mean, of course. Uh, it's, what a strange. I mean, we're going to go through young men. You imagine an NFL phones? coach doing this? Can you imagine an NFL coach right going? Let me see your phone. I mean, I would. Let's I, put it in the picture. You know, there's definitely a, a. I feel like there's a there's a bit of a disconnect here. I don't. Know, I wouldn't even say generational. There's a bit of a disconnect here with just privacy, right? And also what people have on their phone. What people have on their phones? You take my, I give my kids mine. I don't care. Uh, I mean, well, you're here. you're an open book, Ian Fitzsimmons. I am. But you're also not single, and you're also not in your early twenties, right? And a lot of these guys probably are. That's the reality of the Great situation. There's point. probably some stuff that you know they've got, and maybe not. You know, who knows? Obviously, you know, hockey. Uh, there are a lot of upstanding gentlemen that are involved in the game of hockey, as Ryan Matlack, our resident Canadian, can tell us. But Matlack. You understood this, right? That he was going well, to end up having to resign. Babcock was his former coach, right? So <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ryan. I, I, I want to make this bigger than just this Blue Jackets and hockey. I mean, this is this is any head coach, whether it's the NFL or a Major League Baseball manager or an NBA head coach or an NHL head coach. Does it cross a line if you ask your 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 leaders of your team, "Hey, I want to get to know you. Let me see your phone and show me some pictures that you have." Does that cross a line? Are you asking me or Ryan Matlack? Both of you. Uh, I think. Start I mean, for me, it, for me, it crosses the line a little bit. I don't. I don't want one of. I don't want one of our bosses like, "Hey, Amber, show me your phone." You know. I mean, and honestly, it, it, there's about 
50 billion pictures of my kid in my phone. So that's what you'd be looking at. But there's just something so private to me about it. Matlack, you're a lot younger than me. What's on that phone, Wilson? Save me, Matlack. Here's what's funny about talking about Babcock from like a Leafs fan perspective. Save me, Matlack. James and I were actually at his last playoff game when the Bruins beat the Leafs in game seven. So for a lot of uh, Leafs fans, it could have been how he handled that game, which was the real issue. But uh, as a lot of Blue Jacket fans are finding out and a lot of Leafs fans found out after the fact that he kind of deploys certain tactics that just come off wrong, not necessarily to um, every generation, but specifically young players. And then he's had some run-ins with players that are also veteran players. So go big players picture, Matt Lack. Was you have a problem with an NFL head coach or a Major League Baseball manager? Forget hockey and blue and you know Maple Leafs and jackets. Would you hand over your phone to your coach? I think I would be in the situation that a lot of these young players were in, where they want to impress their coach, and so they probably have that in my at the top of their mind. Answer but the question: Would you hand no. the phone over? I wouldn't want to, but I probably would. What's on your phone, Matlock? I mean, <laughs> going back to Wilson. Right, phone. Here we go. What's, what the hell are you all doing? <laughs> my, James that, Steele? You got, the phone Listen, over? I got passwords on my... I take pictures of all my passwords. Who knows what's on there? I don't need there Babs go. going That's through my passwords. Babs, get your own Netflix. That was such a safe answer, Matlock. That was such I, I th- a safe answer. I wonder... Uh, like, Pass, he went password. Smart. That was good. So smart. Steele, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, me too, passwords. I've been with Lisa for 19 years. million photos of his kids. Yeah, we've been married for 15 years. There's nothing on my phone. That anyone, I, I would be embarrassed with anyone with seeing. But may, maybe a maybe a terrible bet that I sent to uh, Yates. Lots of screenshots. Wilson's got like, videos, yeah. right? I mean, Wilson's. I mean, we're the kind of degenerate in the group. Well, Wilson's <laughs> husband's password. about to come like, in and go, "Hey, so cut this conversation like, off right now." That's right? actually that's a good point there from James. I probably wouldn't want my coach to know how much I gamble, but but yeah, maybe, maybe, well, maybe that's him. Maybe there's maybe there's screenshots in there of the, the <laughs> Fanduel bets. And they don't want to get suspended. There you go. All right. By the Smart. way, NFL wise, that's a good. Hey, that, that passwords. Be, those are the right answers. Passwords and wagering. We will get to your phone calls. I see you lining up on Come the on, on the phone line here. Triple eight, say ESPN. Uh, Mike Babcock is sixty years old, and so maybe maybe there was good intentions behind this, where he was just thinking, okay, you know, this is the way. Like if we went through James's phone, and it's just pictures of his kids, right, and pictures of his wife. And it's the way that you get to know the family. It's the way that you get to know the more personal side of the player but it feels like a generational divide because I can understand why young people would actually think of it as so invasive see my wife refers to me as a 51 year old going on 21 mm-hmm. so not I, in this regard I guess yeah I mean one it goes yeah, but back you're to not technology. like technology savvy either so I doubt your phone is you know I doubt you're you're documenting your entire life on your phone you have to have your daughters run your Instagram account <laughs> Like See, these guys when you say it out loud. These, right? <laughs> these twenty somethings, they're documenting their entire lives on their phone. There may be some stretching involved in that you probably may not want to see, right? If or if you're the you may not want your coach to see. I understand what you're saying. I get it. Mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. you. Well I and, and you know, like but still, I mean I'll uh, passwords and <laughs> I hope these guys aren't gambling, by the way. We're not accusing that. Those screenshots are not there. We are not accusing the players of that. Coming up Wilson next. Wilson and Matlock going, I ain't doing it. I got to get away from this conversation fast because this conversation is taking a dark turn for me. We will get to your phone calls next. Videos. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.